Hi, I'm Marina. I'm Michelle. And, and this, this is, is a Flipping Gals, Gals podcast. We like to go to garage and estate sales and look for treasures. We also like to gather collectors and resellers alike and provide them with valuable information about products, many of them vintage, and share tips about how to get started and make some extra side money doing what we do. Thanks for joining us today. All right. So, um... One, number one, a basic strategy, of course, is always check on the comps when um, on different selling platforms. So when you go sourcing, whether it's at a garage store, garage sale, I don't know what's wrong with me, or thrift store. I wish um, there was a garage store. That'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, right? Like all the garage sales go into one store. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, always go on eBay, Mercari, Poshmark, and check on the sold items and i've put in a couple of screen grabs here on ebay you can so you can totally see the sold items um the last 30 days mercari as well and also poshmark so um i you know my tip would be don't rush into buying things even if you're at a garage sale always check on the comps because this is going to impact your um your pricing yeah, I mean, we do that sometimes. Like, I just um, learned about online estate sales, and I went a little crazy. I bought so much within, like, 30 minutes. So, like, yeah, definitely don't do that. <laughs> so, in addition to um, the different platforms, uh, there is a an app called Sellhound. Have you guys heard of Sellhound? Does anyone use Sellhound to look up uh, comps? So, comps are just, like, the prices sold of things. I know in real estate, when they're pricing a house, they use the same word comp. So um, in real estate, um, I te I'm teaching a real estate class um, for ESL, English as a Second Language. So I don't, I'm not a real estate agent, but I know a little bit about it. And they also use the word comp. So real estate agents um, look to see what the prices sold in the neighborhood are before they choose a price for the house that they're selling. So we do, we're doing the exact same thing. Um, when we are pricing our items. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know Sellhound, um, it actually tracks all the different main platforms um, on pricing. So let's say you have you have a um, anthropology blouse and you could simply type in whether it's new or used, you type it in there, it would spit out all the sold pricing and listed pricing um, across eBay Grailed, Mercari, Etsy, and Poshmark. Mm -hmm. And some other platforms as well, yeah. right? Yeah. So I just wanted to say hello to um, Aiken, aka Jen Penn. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. And good morning to Sarah Styles LLC. Thanks for joining us this morning. All right. So um, if you haven't already, Sellhound is free. They also have another service, right? They do. They also have a service where they can um, list eBay, list on eBay for you. So like a, a virtual assistant kind of service. Mm -hmm. We have not used that. Mm -hmm. We have our own uh, virtual assistant that we use. All right. So so you said to check on eBay, Mercari, Poshmark, Solds, and Sellhound. And there's also a couple other places that you could check. There's Terapeak, which is part of eBay. Mm -hmm. So I have an eBay account. It's free on eBay. And there's also um, an app that we use called Completely, Completely. which you pay a couple bucks. Um, it's on iPhones. And I think that's it. Yeah. 
Are there any other places besides what we talked about where you guys check for comps? Oh, I know Bill um, said last time he checks, he does like a Google search, right? Um, and then Sarah Styles says, I like completely two for sell-through rate. Same, totally. Um, and then do you guys know of any other apps that have sell-through rates besides completely? Mm -hmm. Okay, so what's number two say? So number two is just a it's just a general <laughs> rule. Um, if you let's say go to Marshalls or Ross and you find some new items, and um, it's always helpful to check the retail price too. Okay, so it says check the retail price. Yeah. Um, and in terms of pricing, it really depends. You know, um, this is just like a general rule, rule assuming that the the products are still in stock but if it's um something that they don't sell anymore at the store if it's something that's sold out um you definitely have a leverage to kind of up the pricing but general rule is you know market a little bit lower than what they sell at retail so sarah styles lc says chris from daily refinement was showing a chrome extension for ebay but i don't remember the name of it Oh, cool. And I am the trend says sometimes items can be rare too exactly. or high or high demand for sure. Yeah. So when we don't find items that have um, comps, then we do what Michelle just said, which is we'll just go on Google and we'll check to see if um, like what was the retail price for those items. Oftentimes we have, you know, items that are no longer for sale. Guys, this is gold. If you find something, anything that is no longer for sale and not a lot of people are selling them, then you can almost name your price on that because people want it. You know, people want stuff that are limited edition or that have run out. Mm -hmm. So um, there we go. Number three. Um, do you want to talk about it? Uh, actually, we have something here where it says check the retail price. And we have a recommendation that says you can go 15 to 30% lower than the retail price. So this recommendation stands if the item is still for sale at the retail store, right? Um, <laughs> although, although I can say that we did sell an item for about 20, it was 20% above retail price. So I could tell you guys that story. Um, but if there are other items out there that are for sale brand new, go below that 15 to 30%. So someone will buy yours because it's cheaper and in good condition, right? However, the exception is if they don't make that anymore, right? So we have some like streetwear, limited edition, um, some collaboration items, skater clothes that people want, but they don't make it anymore. They're in really good condition. So we're not gonna, you know, we may even sell it at the retail price mm -hmm. just because there's no more, exactly. right? And they're in high demand. Yeah. Um, but the story is, there was this one time where Michelle got a brand new blender from work. It was like a prize she got from work. We don't need a blender. We have a blender already. And so I listed the blender on OfferUp for 25 bucks. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> so <laughs> I listed it on OfferUp for 25 bucks. And Michelle was like, wait a minute. I found it at Walmart brand new for $20. She's like, you got to list it below that. Well, within a few minutes of that, it sold for 25 bucks on OfferUp. So Michelle was a little bit like dumbfounded and I was like, you know what? I'm not really that surprised. Are you surprised about that? Tell us why you are or why you're not in the comments. <laughs> um, I wasn't surprised and this is my theory. So my theory is 
whoever's shopping on OfferUp, right? There's a shopper like, there's a customer for Target, there's a customer for Walmart, there's a customer for Ross, there's one for Marshalls, there's one for Nordstrom, there's one for Macy's. So same thing with our platforms that we're selling on, right? The customers, let me know if you agree or not, are different for every platform. And so for OfferUp, this person, this woman was shopping there for a blender. And she saw a brand new blender for 25 bucks. She was like, that's reasonable, I'll buy it. Yeah. And so it sold like that. So there are definitely a few times we've done stuff like that before. Um, so keep that in mind. So let's see here. Uh, we have, let's see, where are we? I wanna read your guys' comments to you. So I am, the trend said they might get you on, on pricing. They might guilt you on pricing. They might. <laughs> Sarah Styles LLC says depends on the brand, and I have a bunch of new with tag that is selling 30% of retail price. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah, um, we sold some shorts recently that were about that. So I'm the trend is asking if they have credit on their account, like for offer up. I don't think they offer credit on offer up. They do not. Yeah. They do not offer credit on offer up. But and they, she paid cash. Actually, she paid cash, yeah. which is another reason we love offer up. Yep. Mariah19, good morning and fabulous fashions for you. Good morning and six creative concepts. Good morning. Good morning, Karen. How you doing today? And you know, these that's why some, when someone asks us, like, how do you price your items? There's really no one straight answer, one definite answer, because um, it depends. It really depends. Yeah, it may be different for everyone, but yeah. there are definitely some pricing strategies out there. Um, you know, the, so number three is offer bundle pricing. Uh, for us, we offer on Poshmark is buy, if you buy two more or more items, you get 15% off. Um, so any kind of discount deals that you can create would certainly help boost your sales. Um, this applies to eBay as well. You could do a lot of promotions. Uh, you can have maybe a promotion for summer clothes, 15% off. Um, that if you have a store on eBay, it'll allow you to do that. Yeah, and I mean there is there is a basic pricing 101 rule. We're going to talk about it later, and it's all kind of connected. So just keep that in mind when we get there. So the bundles on Poshmark, you can set your store where if they buy two or more items, three or more items, it's up to you. You can provide a discount. So um, so that's really nice. But on other platforms where they don't have that option. You can bundle things yourself and you can discount items yourself, right? So, I mean, if you're going to sell something in a bundle, you want to give people an incentive to buy that. So you do want to maybe lower your price a little bit. However, it's different for Amazon. And it might even be different for eBay because there is such a thing where if you bundle on Amazon, and like I said, even eBay, you, you can actually raise a price. You mm -hmm. don't actually have to lower it and give them a deal. You could actually raise a price. So this is this is where bundling, you know, I think we may have a little bit of a misconception where it's like, yeah, you should lower the price if you give them more. But actually, if you're giving them more already, you're saving them time. So let's think of like a mother who's buying clothes for her kids and all she has to do is click one time and she'll get like a bundle of shirts and shorts or shirts and pants for her kids. You're saving the mother time so you don't actually have to lower your prices a whole lot, you know, because that's got value within within itself. So uh, good morning, Trishvan99. I am the trend is asking you guys 
if you find the story feature on Poshmark helpful. So you guys can answer in the comments. We actually don't have the yeah, story feature yet. And I think Bill was also asking from 324finds if earlier on he asked a question about pictures. He said, anybody get the added photos for Posh? So what does that mean? Does that mean like you can, list you can more, put more, more photos? photos? Yeah. So how many photos can you, can you do now? I think eight right now if I remember correctly. Okay. So Bill, would you mind sharing... Um, it sounds like maybe you got the added photos for Posh. So, like, how many more photos are you allowed to put on there now? Um, I remember when we went to... You can list 16. Oh, that's a lot. So, um, Trishvan99 says, I don't have that feature or the 16 photos. Okay, and then I am... The trend says you can list 16 photos. Ah. I remember when we went to Posh Fest, they um, announced a story feature. And um, a lot of people got excited because... Um, you could do video of an item. So let's say you could do like a 360 of a pair of shoes. Um, you know, maybe, maybe it helps boost sales. I'm not sure. I think, I think they need to test it out. I have a question on the stories. And those of you who have the stories on Poshmark, can you upload videos that you make at home like TikTok? Or is it only like live, live like you have to push a button? So Lynn's Closet LLC says, love the stories, and yes, I have additional photos. Awesome. All right, so... Okay, number four, less is more. Um, and by less is more, we mean the more rare the item is, the higher you can price your item. So if your item is vintage, rare, or doesn't even exist online, you can name your price. So we have um, put an example out there. We went to an estate sale and um, the person who owned uh, this, this stuff, he had a lot of Coca-Cola collection, collectibles. And we found this toilet seat that is branded as Coca-Cola. So as we were shopping, we were like, um, how much would this cost? Let's look at the comps. It did not exist online, so I couldn't find it anywhere. A Coca-Cola toilet seat, even if you Google now, we're the only ones who had it. Yeah. Um, so we bought it, and um, we named our price. Okay, so a couple things on that. That also gives you a negotiation edge, the fact that it's not online, right? So you can negotiate that really low, and then yeah. you can maybe sell it pretty darn high, right? Yeah. So, um, so we named our price, and it sold very quickly. Um, you can find that seat cover. We have this free, um, a freebie. If you go to our bio, you could enter your email address and get the download right away of the top 20 items we sold in last year in 2019. This was one of them. Um, so yeah. Can you guys guess how much we sold that toilet seat for? If you were to name your price, how much would it be? We're very conservative <laughs> when we name our own price prices. <laughs> Um, but that is definitely the fun part of getting rare items. And I got to give props to Michelle on that because I would have never picked up that <laughs> toilet seat cover, you know, and she told it was like, oh, like excited about this. And I was like, all right, let's see where it goes. <laughs> $500. I wish I am the trend. And it sold on Poshmark of all places. Yeah. We sold a toilet seat cover on Poshmark. Yep. All right. I think Mrs. Taylor is close. So we sold it for $120. Yeah. <laughs> for a toilet seat. But I don't know what they're going to use it for. Probably, um, I think they're going to use it to decorate their bathroom. You know, it's a toilet seat cover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All 
So, okay, number five says mark up your price by 30%. Always accept, expect, expect offers. Um, I think what she means by that is like, look, at the bottom of the day, this is your business and you need to be happy with your prices, right? Because like imagine if you have clothes or items you're selling and you're always giving it away. So you're probably going to be depressed. <laughs> like you're probably not going to be happy about that, right? So at the end of the day, you need to be happy where, you know, with whatever profit you're making. So if you have a desired selling price of 20 bucks on an item, increase, mark up the price at that point, right? So you can mark it up by 20 to 30%. And so we do that, right? So if we want to sell something for 20 bucks, we'll probably list it for about $28. And uh, then that gives us room for negotiation, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, good morning, Nico Exchange. Thanks for joining us this morning. Good morning. Yeah, really on Poshmark. I mean, yeah, we were very surprised. The, the person who bought it actually found us on a Google search, I think. They had to create a Poshmark account just to pur purchase a toilet seat cover. So, <laughs> so that was a cool story. All right. So the profit margin really depends on a couple of things. Um, one is really the cost of goods, how much you bought the item for, um, what are they selling for um, on, in the market, how, how rare or how popular is this item, how, um, is it easy to find if it's a, just a regular t-shirt that you could find, of course your profit margin would be a little lower. And it also depends on how much you're spending on shipping and handling. So, you know, not for clothes, but for bigger items like a vintage television, um, you gotta make sure you think about, okay, how much does it cost? Does it cost to um, wrap, you you know, use all the bubble wrap, foam wrap, and everything. Add those costs into your um, pricing too. Yeah, for us, the way we like to source um, pre-pandemic times, right? Now we're still kind of navigating through how our sourcing is. It's changing a lot. But before, we used to like to buy items for like a couple bucks at garage sales. That's kind of our business model. And we like to, to get $15 or higher profit on every single item. And, you know, we're lucky when we do that and make 50 bucks or 100 bucks on an item, right? So, um, so that's our strategy. Mm -hmm. Now, you know, post-pandemic... Our strategy changed a little bit. We're buying some new items. They're, you know, more expensive. Um, profit margins are still what we want, which is like, you know, 15 to 20 bucks an item. Um, and so, it, you know, and it's also like the demand. Like, what's selling right now? Well, guess what? In California and many of the states, restaurants, uh, businesses are going to open up. And if you guys saw like some of the government requirements for business owners is like they're going to need a thermometer checker. So go, you know, look, look up, buy some thermometer checkers and sell them online. Those are going to sell like hotcakes, right? Um, employers are going to need to provide their employees with masks and maybe even hand sanitizers. Um, so all of those things, like keeping up with the trends um, to make money, you can look into. So we do have a question. We want to share, post it up so you guys could see it. So here's a question on pricing from Mrs. Taylor, 503. She says, do you price at $25 and at $50 on Poshmark so that it shows up in both price filters? 
So she said, so list it for $50 instead of $49. That way it shows up in the 25 through, oh, I can't finish reading the sticker there. I think it says 25 through um, $50. Filter. So I think, I think what Mrs. Taylor um, meant was when you buy as a buyer, you can click on the pricing. Um, I never thought of that. Uh, that's an interesting strategy. Um, you know, that, that's not part of our uh, equation, but it's actually food for thought. <clears throat> it is. Um, and we don't usually, that's really awesome that you brought that up. I think most of our items on Poshmark are, are below 50 bucks. Yeah. And, um, and we price, um, actually we price between 25 and 50, most of our items. Yep. That is what we do. So, very few items are below 25 that we yeah. price on and, Poshmark. And just my personal opinion, as a shopper, as a buyer, if I want an item, I always know there's room for negotiation. So so maybe that is why I don't really click on the pricing because even if it's you know more than 50 bucks, I think I can make an offer for less than 50. Yeah, um, her strategy is good though. Yeah, that was a really good point. So you gave us food for thought. Does anyone have an answer for her? That um, Do you guys look into strategizing your pricing in that manner on Poshmark so it shows up um, a certain way. So, all right, so we have some comments here from everyone. It says here that uh, 324 Finds from Washington says like, looks like we're moving into phase two soon. Mm -hmm. And Mrs. Taylor 503 says, I've been trying it out for a couple weeks. And have you been noticing more sales, Mrs. Taylor 503? We're gonna have to look into that ourselves. All right, so are we finished with this one, Michelle? Yep. Good morning, Holy Thompson Posh. Happy. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. If you like what you hear, please take a moment to leave a comment or review. A like or share is also helpful. Now, back to our regularly scheduled program. And again, a million thanks. Tuesday. Okay. okay. Um, number seven, don't lowball pricing just to undercut the competition. So, so this is something I think we need to do as a whole, as a reselling community, is don't um, mark your prices down, even if the item is probably worth a little bit more, because um, there are competition out there who just wants to sell a lot um, and make a profit of five bucks or um, or a dollar or a dollar, but. Our 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 uh, recommendation is not to lowball it. Um, the pricing is cons pricing is connected to your perceived quality. So the lower your prices are compared with the competition, the less appealing your products look. It's very interesting because Marina and I had this um, discussion before. I initially always think, oh, you know, so this person is selling it for fifteen bucks. We should lower it. But interestingly, um, as a buyer, for buyers, they actually wouldn't mind paying more if they, and in their perception, the quality is a better item. So what kind, again, it comes down to what kind of a buyer are you? Like, do you like, you know, good quality at low prices, or are you willing to pay a little bit more for higher quality items? This is a very real, like, psychological, like, psychological thing, where if you price low, the perceived quality of the item um, goes down with that lower price. And equally, if you price higher, the perceived quality goes up. So, you know, we always 
have to logically think about that when we are feeling like, oh man, this hasn't sold for a while. Let's lower the price. Like that is not, in our opinion, um, the best way to price items. Um, and as we mentioned a couple, a few moments ago, actually Michelle took some, retook pictures of items that we had stale. She relisted it and because they're in season, they sold immediately at our asking price and this was actually on Poshmark. So, um, so that's kind of an example. Something else though, we sometimes buy brand new clothes and they're usually like unique. They're unique clothes, they're trendy, they're um, like pop culture, you could say. And when you have more than one item of the same thing, especially on a place like Poshmark where people like to negotiate, you wanna be careful that you um, or even eBay, right? You want to be careful that you are not undercutting yourself because it just takes that one time where you're like, okay, I want $25 for the shirt, but I'll let it go for 22. And if someone else comes around and you haven't had a sale and you're like, um, they offer you 18 and you take it, it's not a good idea because you've all of a sudden designated $18 in pricing to all of your future shirts because people can go in your history and see what you've sold it at before and they can use that as a negotiation tool. So pricing 101, what I mentioned to you guys earlier about is exactly that, is if you lower your price at any given moment, then that is your price. So, and this is like across the board for all retailers, the gap, right? The gap back in the 90s used to be a very um, trendy, if you guys are familiar with that time, it used to be very trendy, it wasn't cheap, it was on the more expensive side. But over time, they got into discounting their stuff highly. So now, the Gap is known as a discount store, right? So that's just an example of pricing and you can apply that to your individual stores as well. So we have a comment from 324Finds, he said, depending on the sold price, with, with that, that cushion, cushion, hardly any full prices sales since COVID. Um, and I think he's talking about pricing his items. He also said it depends also on any flaws as well, what you price your items at for sure. Mrs. Taylor, let's see here, I'm gonna have to do this. Mrs. Taylor 503 says, yes, more likes and sales because those that aren't as savvy about negotiating use the price filter when they are using the $25 to $50 filter, they think it's a deal. That's so a um, so that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that. And Mrs. Taylor 503 says, love point number seven, which is about not lowballing, and we, we have more to share on that. I am the trend says, I feel like Posh pushes rock bottom pricing. I have to, Michelle's shaking her head yes, I guess she agrees with you. Yeah. And um, good morning, King Arthur Curry. Good morning, Krista Lee. And I, I am trying to respond to your uh, comment. Something that's interesting is something we could sell on Poshmark. Let's say um, the hoodie that we sold two days ago on Etsy, we sold it at $45, but on Poshmark it was listed at 30. Um, and nobody bought it. And nobody bought it. <laughs> so the, that's the craziest thing is people think higher pricing is better quality and Poshmark, I think as a community, um, the prices tend to be a little lower. Yeah, um, but also remember what we talked about earlier with our offer up example, there's a customer for every platform. If you guys have an Etsy store, if you don't, make sure you start one. But 
customers that go on Etsy are expecting to pay more money and they're looking for novelty items. Yeah. Right. So they don't mind paying that money and they expect a higher quality when yeah. they get the item. So yeah. that was very interesting to um, note. One last thing about point seven that I did want to share with you guys was, and this is really, really apparent on Amazon. And so if you're not a huge or a seller on Amazon, I mean, this is good to know anyway, right? That's one of the largest selling platforms for resellers. And so good morning, a vintage joy life. So on Amazon, the difference between Amazon and like Poshmark, eBay, you know, all the, all the other platforms is that when you send items to Amazon, you're expecting those items turn over very quickly. So when you send items to Amazon, you are paying for a storage fee. You're paying Amazon to store your items. So you want them to sell fast. So you do research, you know, you send items that are going to sell. Now, newer sellers on Amazon who are maybe used to, like us, we're used to pricing low or whatever. Um, when they first start selling on Amazon, they do that, right? The more experienced sellers don't do that. The more experienced sellers will, you know, price the item at the going rate or higher and wait for it to sell because it will sell. There's such a large demand. Now, the problem is when you price low to undercut the competition is that you are not going to win with that because imagine the item is 10 bucks, so you price it at nine. So your competition comes, prices it at eight. And then someone prices it at seven, someone price, do you see what I'm saying? So then what happens is that the prices go to the bottom and all of you lose, yeah. right? So the best strategy, and we're currently selling books on Amazon. The best strategy is that everyone sees, okay, the lowest guy that's selling this item is at $10. I'm going to price it the same. And then I'm just going to wait for it to sell. Yeah. So that's the best strategy. That's, that's really good advice. All right. So. Uh, Mrs. Taylor 503 says, just listen to your Etsy podcast yesterday and I'm going to get Etsy set up because of it. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, yes, uh, give it some time and we promise you're not going to regret that. Congratulations on that. Thanks for sharing. Okay, um, number eight, and we've talked about this with um, different resellers too. Consider accepting um, negotiated pricing. So prices. So Especially nowadays, um, during the pandemic, I think uh, we all agree that it's better to accept best offer. Um, always include best offer option to attract shoppers interested in making deals. So best offer, um, Poshmark already has that function. Don't worry about Etsy. Etsy shoppers, are, are they like to pay for the price, the actual price. Uh, Mercari also has that function. So consider accepting more offers because um, especially eBay, they kind of boost your listing if you do um, accept offers so more we, often. We do have a question here. But don't accept lowball offers. Yeah, don't accept <laughs> lowball offers. But if it's within your, you know, you feel comfortable rate, then you can accept those. And the question here is from Ria Sell. She says, I have some vintage dresses for my mom. I have no idea how to price them. I want to sell them on Etsy. I tried to look them up and I didn't find anything. Okay, so I am gonna direct, uh, we're gonna direct you guys. So um, Rhea Sells, um, actually Bill from 324 Finds, who's in here today, his wife, Girly and Girl Sarah Style. Styles. And actually Sarah Styles, I believe you do it too, right? Yeah. You guys um, sell on vintage clothes on Etsy. Do you guys have any recommendations for resells in terms of pricing? Um, and there's also 
there's another um, reseller. If you guys can put it in the comments for her, for her to follow and ask questions. We sell a few vintage items, uh, clothing items. Um, but something you can do also, Ria sells, is you can test the market. You can mm -hmm. price really high. Again, whatever is comfortable for you. If you don't find the exact item on comps, find something similar. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, wait. You can mm -hmm. play the waiting game and you can play around with pricing. Mm -hmm. So if it, nothing is biting, you can lower it a little bit. Oh, another really good one is LA Retro Girl, if you're not already following her on Instagram. She sells all vintage items on Instagram. She, her prices are really, they're on the higher side and she does really well. So check her out as well. Yeah, another tool Rhea sells is um, uh, two more tips. Um, one is think about it. Is this something you would buy? And if you were to buy it, how much would you pay for it? So that's tip number one. Um, and number two is, you know, since I, I have a marketing background, it's all about marketing too. You know, take really good photos. Um, in the description, talk about like the material, talk about um, how rare the item is, what makes it so cool and vintage. Um, so test it out, you know, using those two tips. If you think, hey, I wouldn't mind paying $60 for this, put it at $60. Um, so, and then, you know, we have our reselling community out there. Sarah Styles can help. Um, Bill can also maybe offer some advice. All right. So we have our last point before we head out to our daily jobs. And, um, this is not the right one. Sorry. We replaced it with this one, which is if you want a higher profit on your items, choose items that have a higher average sale price. That's the bottom line, right? Yeah. Yeah, so do your research, go, go on eBay, look at all the comps, take some notes, and, you know, become laser focused at what you source, right? Stop taking, you know, spending time and taking the lower items if you don't want to, and then you will have higher profits. So good morning, your favorite Jenna. How you doing? So I think, um, I think we're done That's with... Okay pricing for today. I, I Did can, you want to do I'm, something? I, I can have a couple more minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, my meeting's at 10.30. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so always remember when you price your products, cover the cost of marketing, employees, if you want to have a VA, expenses, shipping, and supplies. I have to say the most important one, though, is your time. Yeah, your right? time. So is it worth for you selling an item where you make five bucks profit if it's going to take you 10 to 20 minutes to, you know, well, it shouldn't take you that long, but hopefully. But if it's going to take you 10 to 20 minutes to package, is it, is it even worth your time? If the answer is no, raise the price on it. Take new pictures. Also, think about talking about time. Think about the fact that you have to go out there to the store and pick the item and take photos and list it, um, especially vintage items. You know, we sold vintage cameras and it's hard to find those cameras. So it takes an effort for someone to actually treasure hunt and get those items for them. So that's money too. Good morning, Austin Dolu. How you doing this morning? All right, so that's anything it. else? Okay, so um, we do, we're gonna go now. Thank you for joining us on Tuesday, on this beautiful Tuesday. Remember to list 17 items across platforms. If you need some help, check out vendu.co. It's a cross-listing platform. You can find it in the link in our bio if you are not familiar with it yet. Um, and also, if you want to hear this again, we're going to upload it to our, our podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. Mm -hmm. 
um, under the Flippin' Gals podcast. So um, if you are a listener, thank you very, very much. And if you don't mind rating us, we have a few ratings on there. We would love some more. And um, any questions you have, you can reach us through DM. And if you guys want us to talk about a certain topic, please DM us. We would love to discuss on things that you want to know about. All right. Well, uh, Six Creative Concepts says, thank you so much, more than you know. Thank you, Karen, more than you know. And Mrs. Taylor says, thanks, Flipping Gals. So have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Like, share, and direct message us during the week if you want to talk to us or even have questions about getting started on reselling yourselves.